Hey yo, this is LJ. And this is Jay Hen. And right now, you're listening to On Wax the Podcast. And if you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes and you have to leave us a five-star review. You can also like us on Facebook and follow the podcast on SoundCloud and Stitcher. But if you don't, then we're going to have to put your ass on wax. Wax, wax, wax. And again, keep in mind that me and LJ are like 12. One, either you made it, or two, you're fucked. I'm not doing it on Sunday. I'm sorry. I'm going to exaggerate the fuck out of this. So we had one coach who had a permanent heart on all the time. <laughs> yeah, this shit's kind of annoying, though, but yeah. I'm buying your ass a thong. <laughs> yeah. Who would win right now? You or 55-year-old Jackie Chan? I'm about to throw the fuck up. He wants that little dick. Say it's the biggest fight of the year they may be the best team in the nba fun facts for you about dating i think different women like different things not told anybody about this story in my life on wax Yo, what up? This is Jay Hen, and right now you're listening to On Wax, the podcast, and I got a very special guest with us today. He's fought in the UFC. He's currently under Bellator MMA, John Fitch. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? I'm good. So I was gonna I was gonna go right off the bat and say that we're we're the most popular podcast from the Ukraine today, trying to help you gain followers, but that wouldn't have helped out too well, huh? <laughs> Yeah, I ended up losing my phone. Yeah, that, that's that's. A, I heard about that story. I was listening to one of these other podcasts. Like, ugh, it kind of was a, a cringe moment for me. Yeah, and and but happy you know, happy late birthday, by the way, right? Oh, yeah, thank you. Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I got finessed out of that Instagram account, so that was uh, that was oh uh, yeah, that was dumb, but oh well. It and happens. And you got happens a, to the best of us. And you got a new Instagram account, right? New Instagram account. Hopefully, Bellator will help me get my uh, blue check mark back. So speaking it'll of, work out. Speaking of Bellator, you you you've you've transitioned to the to to fighting in Bellator now. You have a huge fight, April twenty seventh, I believe, against by far one of the best welterweights that has ever stepped in the octagon, has ever stepped in the ring, Rory McDonald. He's a protege of. GSP, you fought GSP. Is there any special treatment that you're going in? Any special type of training regimen that you're going in against Rory, or is it the same all as if he's any other fighter? Uh, no, I uh, you know take things fight by fight. I train train hard to uh, you know win the fights, fight to win. Um, I'm looking forward to the opportunity, and uh, you know I think this will be a really great. Uh, great way to end out the career, you know, uh, win another championship, win this tournament. Um, you know, I'm excited about it. So, so speaking of the end of your MMA career, <clears throat> is there a specific amount of more fights that you want? Is there a specific date? Is there a specific age? Or you're just kind of letting uh, it to see how you, how no, you No, I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm being realistic. Uh, I just turned 41. Uh, right. I feel great. I feel better than I have in you know a while. Uh, you know, this last year, 
has been great. Uh, I, I've been uh, dealing with neck issues for a number of years, and I've got it finally handled. A, a year ago, I started working with somebody, changed some uh, some of my nutrition stuff around, and um, you know, started to uh, give me on some supplementation that helped out with my neck. So I'm feeling really strong, feeling healthy. The injuries haven't bothered me, been bothering me, and uh, you know, I'm just taking it one fight at a time. But you know. I'd like to be somebody who 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 walks away on top, you know. Right. I don't I don't want to I don't want to take like five or six losses in a row and be like, oh well, yeah, I can't win anymore. I better retire. I want to be in a position where I'm like, you know, I've accomplished all the things I really need to. I've proven everything I need to prove, and I'm comfortable with walking away. And I think, you know, winning this tournament. And uh, after the tournament, possibly moving up and seeing if I can challenge for the 85-pound title, I think that wow. would be a great yeah. way. I think it would be a great way just to put a feather in the cap of my career and, and be content and happy with walking away. You know, but that, but that's just all, all hopes. Right, <laughs> Because course. I may still want to compete, even if all those things go the way I want. I may be 50 years old and, and still want to fight people. <laughs> you, you never know. And, and you're right about that. I was going to ask you, is there anything else that, that you haven't accomplished that you wanted to accomplish? Uh, the only thing it really was, was you know, the rematch with GSP, and that just isn't, isn't something that's uh, going to materialize, especially now that he's retired. So, um, you know, I've done a lot of great things, and I'm pretty happy with it. So so, so quick questions, on uh, two questions on GSP specifically. Um, what were your thoughts on him retiring? And also, do you really think he's retired? Or do you think he'll come back for a big payday, maybe against uh, your one of your training partners, Khabib? Um, man, it would have to be a crazy payday because I feel like he would risk too much to his legacy. Right. Like, why why risk it, you know? Um, kind of why to your risk point, it? He's, he's on top yeah. right now, right? He's all. He's very. He's so far up on top. Like he's gonna. In my opinion, he's gonna make more money off of his legacy by walking away now through the rest of his life than he would by fighting one more time. Right. Right. You know, are they are they gonna give him twenty five? Are they gonna give him twenty five million dollars? Are they gonna offer him eighty percent of the revenue? You know what I mean? Like right. unless it's unless it's something like that, it just really it just doesn't really make any sense you know if it doesn't make dollars it doesn't make sense and you you fought gsp you've, you've rolled with khabib who, do, who would you favor in that fight uh i honestly i i would you know put some money on khabib wow wow just because uh he's young he's super strong he knows how to uh how to win and uh yeah i think he could do it now, now you're 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 much more knowledgeable uh, than me on the weight cuts. Is do you even think it's possible for GSP to make the 160? I know there's like a catch weight. I I uh, don't think so. No. I, I think 165 maybe. Okay. Maybe, but that, that's still pushing it. Exactly. That's what I. That's like, what. That's why I asked because I, I yeah, didn't think that was even 55, possible. 55. I think 55 is no no way. It's impossible. And like GSP's last time he's made weight was 185. Right. Exactly. Thought so. I mean that's he's a pretty beefy guy. I don't think, I just don't think. Yeah, one fifty five is impossible. One sixty five is a stretch. And, and now, now back to you. Like you, you've had some very notable wins. Paul Daly, Jake Shields, 
uh, Diego Sanchez, Thiago Alves. Is there any specific, even, even on some of your losses, is there any specific fight you look back on your career and back, man, that was my favorite one, or do you think your favorite one's yet to come? No, I mean, I, I've had a lot of great fights. I mean, you know, favorite as in, you know. Just a brawl, great, just a war. Yeah, like, well, just I have favorites like that were great experiences. So the GSP fight was up there. Uh, the the Eric Silva fight was 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 up yeah, there because yeah. of uh, um, you know just the circumstances surrounding the fight, the fight itself being in Brazil. You know that could, that that whole movie could have been a, a, a movie. You know you could script that out because of where I was, I was financially hurting. I just had a kid. Um, you know. Yeah, I had all kinds of stuff going on. I went down to his backyard, people cheering that I'm going to die. <laughs> and then and then by the beginning of the third round, I had the crowd cheering for me. So that that's one of the top ones. But yeah. then the second time I fought Tiago Alves, I think is one of my best performances ever. I was going to ask you about Tiago Alves. Would you would you consider like based off all the injuries and all the times you guys were supposed to fight and all the times that you did fight, would you consider him like a, a rival or are you guys on good terms? I don't have any bad, I don't have any bad feelings towards anybody. Okay. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, it's a fight. Who cares? Like right. we already fought. Like you have to, I don't know. I think it's kind of petty to carry things outside of the cage like that. Right. Um, I was, I was pissed for a while with BJ just because I felt like I got robbed. Oh, and yeah. then, yeah, and then I and then they gave away my rematch, and I just I, you know I, I kind of even was displaced anger towards the company put onto him, and I've squashed that. I you know, I'd uh, I'd give him a big hug right now. And you <laughs> and you've probably squashed with with Dana White as well, but I, I mean there was definitely some. Animosity. No, he's a piece of shit. Okay, uh, <laughs> we're 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 in, we're in, we're entrenched in a deep uh, antitrust lawsuit. Um, right, exactly. You I know, mentioned that. Right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, he's he's manipulative. He's uh, exploiting fighters. He's 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 stealing. I think he's stealing money from guys. He's stealing money from fighters, and, and these fighters are going out there sacrificing their their bodies and their brain cells, and this this slime ball is stealing from them. Yeah, I was watching a couple interviews um, of Dana White, and he he didn't he he was playing you know the the nice guy in the interviews when it, when it had to deal with John Fitch saying that he liked you and he was a big fan and I just it just didn't come off as as uh, genuine to me. I mean, we've never we've never really talked, you know, that's the thing. It's like we don't have a, we never had a personal relationship in any way. Right. We talked through managers and agents and stuff like that. And I just I'm not stupid. Like I know how business is supposed to work. I know what's legal and what's not and they're operating illegally. Like what they're doing is exploitative. And it will end. Eventually, will end, and he will, he will be uh, remembered very poorly. He will be on the wrong side of history. Do you think he he remains the face of the UFC for much longer? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends. I, I don't know what's uh, what's going to do. I mean, WME is running things, so right. um, they tend those guys, those, those big Hollywood type people, tend to be way more liberal way more far left so I, I don't know he might have a shelf life they might replace him with somebody who's more PC right exactly yeah and I think that's the direction that they should go if they wanted to be you know known as a legitimate sport yeah they, I they think can't so. have exceptions and like you said just well I mean if they want to be a legitimate sport they actually have to operate 
like a legitimate sport and right. and and their business model needs to follow that a legitimate sport their business model is pro wrestling right and yep. it's 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 technically illegal you're not allowed sports are not allowed you know like the promoters in sports are not allowed to control exclusive contracts and titles it's illegal it's not allowed mm-hmm. it, it was the government stepped in and said you couldn't do that anymore in like the 1850s the New York State Athletic Commission came up with uh, the sanctioning body license in 1925, and uh, there's no other sport that operates in that realm where the promoter controls exclusive contracts and the title. You have tennis and golf and, and events like that where you have multiple promoters who put on the events, but they don't hold exclusive contracts. The players go from tournament to tournament to tournament. And, uh, and you know, NFL, NBA... NHL, those those are sanctioning bodies. The teams are the promoters. But so again, but the doesn't, promoter doesn't control. But doesn't title. Bellator run their business model similar? Yes, all MMA promotions okay. are running an illegal business model. Okay, but the UFC is the monopoly. They right, run and, right. and push everything, and and that's and everybody else in, in in a monopoly. Everybody has to either copy the the leading monopoly. Or they have to be worse and more restrictive and more abusive in order to be successful. Mm-hmm. And, and your relationship with Scott Coker, is it a good relationship? It's a really good one. It's a really nice, good one. Nice. And, and I think uh, if things were opened up, I think you know Coker is, is clearly, in my opinion, a better promoter than, uh, than, than Dana and the UFC. Right. They, they have done so well because they've monopolized the market. They they are continuing continuing to grow. It's it's amazing with some of the fighters that they're that they're able to get. Um, it's and, it's, and you, well, you got to remember with Bellator, even though that they're growing and, and gaining us a popularity, they're not anywhere close to the UFC right. and market share. Right. Um, I think the UFC makes 140 times more money. Than Bellator does. It was just nice. You see, sometimes throughout the year, where, where UFC has to move their date because Bellator has a fight that weekend. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they're 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 gaining they're gaining traction for sure. And I, I, to your point, I know I know they're they're no they're nowhere near close right now, but they're 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 definitely uh, putting their foot in the right direction. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, they, this Coker just has to keep doing what he's doing. He's doing a good thing. He, with the tournaments, he's adding some meritocracy into the sport. Uh, and it, it gives the fans a chance to get behind people more. Right. I think it's a good it's a good strategy for building popularity for his fighters. And uh, you you have the tournament coming up. It's, it's, it's right around the corner. What are you, just a uh, little bit? A little bit less than actually, tomorrow is going to be exactly two months away. The dieting is that is that got to you? No, I mean I've been on the I've been on a, the the same type of diet since um, you know 2016. Oh, okay. So, so you, you don't you don't necessarily splurge after a fight. No, so I I, I have my cheat meals on the weekends, and nice. I I just stay very. I'm very on point with my diet, and it's just better that way. Right. Like I enjoy it more. Like we were never designed to have seven course meals <laughs> every right. meal right. of every day. Right. Like right. you know, like our our ancestors growing up, 200 million years of human evolution, we we were not gorging on you know the stuff we have today. So I think people are a little bit spoiled, and I'm good with 
sticking to my plain unseasoned, unseasoned chicken or unseasoned ground beef, you know, the majority of the week. And then I get some cheat meals on the weekend and I make the most out of those cheat meals. What's your, what's your favorite and cheat meal? Do you have one? Cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. You just can't beat it. And it, it's, it's, it's not bad. You know, because if you want to balance your cheat meals, you want to balance the carbs and your proteins, and you want to make you. And you should never really have that much sugar ever. You know, I think that's the big problem with most of us. Uh, we eat way too much sugar. Myself, sugar's sugar is poison. It's 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 a slow acting cocaine. <laughs> right, right. right. It's it's more addictive, and it's just as bad for you, but it kills you slower. Right. Cool question, John. Do you, do you watch a lot of fights? Do you watch a lot of MMA? Um, I've been trying to get back into it. I don't watch a lot of UFC. I've been watching more. Um, I've been watching more Bellator uh, because I have the DAZN uh, right. app, and uh, you know, so I've been I've been getting into that and watching that a little bit more. How do you feel about the DAZN, uh, the whole the whole DAZN as a whole? You, you you thinking that's a good good operation for you guys? Uh, I do. I like well as a consumer, I, I like it so far. It's okay. pre- it's pretty good if you're into boxing and so like that. I feel like uh, I would wish they would get a little bit more content compared to like the the pay per view <laughs> model. Is it is it that doesn't affect you as a fighter at all? Um. Well, I mean, UFC is the only one that offers pay per view and pay per view money. Pay-per-views on its way out anyways. People right. are cutting the cord with cable. Millennials don't watch cable. Uh, every generation that comes up, you know, watches less and less cable television. Everything is streamed online. Everything's going to go to an app eventually. I think what's going to happen is every show, every promotion, every every television show, every news channel, everybody's going to have their own app. Right. And you're going to pay per content, and then you're going to get uh, companies who bundle apps together. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. Uh, that, that's my prediction that for the future. That's right. my prediction for the future. Because mm-hmm. it used to be in the 90s, everybody had a website. Right. Well, now right. it's going to be everybody has an app. We, right. me, I go to I go to Smashburger with my kids sometimes. Smashburger has an app, <laughs> right? So, like, everybody's going to have an app right. in the next 10, 10 to 15 years. Yeah. I'll probably have an app. Yeah, exa- no, exactly. I, th- I think you're. I, I bet people. Yeah, I, I think. I think you're in the right direction with that thought for sure. Mm-hmm. Are you, will you be watching UFC 232 this Saturday? Um, yes, I think we're gonna do a uh, um, a watch along. Nice. Uh, uh, kind of like a fight companion uh, type of thing. Yeah, I'm working on a. Uh, I've been working on a, on a podcast with my friend Chris Tinkle, who's a comedian. Uh, Fitch and Tinkle smash everything. We're hoping to have it up. We've been doing back, backlogging back stuff, and we're just trying to get our crap together to post it all. So we have some we have some back content. Some of it's a little bit dated, but most of it is uh, you know evergreen stuff that we're just regular topics that are, 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 can be put up anytime. Right. Uh, and we're doing some we're doing some watch along stuff. Like we we did a watch along with Never Back Down Two or Never Back Down One. Uh, we did a watch along with Bloodsport, nice. so we're gonna watch. So we're gonna do watch alongs with like movies and or fight type movies, action movies. We're gonna do watch alongs with uh, some old fights, either some of my old fights or some other people's fights. Nice. And you plan um, on doing that for UFC two thirty two? And then we're gonna do that this weekend. Yeah. Well, I just want to bounce we, a couple uh, fights from you real quick. Um, 
Anthony Smith, does he have any chance against John Jones? I mean, everybody's got to punch his chance, right. but you know, I, I don't think so. And I think, I think you know, the UFC does a lot of disservice to a lot of fighters. Um, I don't think he's, I don't think he's ready. Um, you know, and I think if they built him up more, like they would make more money off of him long term, and he would be a better fighter long term. But they're going to throw him to the the wolf. They're throwing him in over, yeah, they're throwing him in over his head too soon. I agree. And it's just going it, to, it's going to devalue him. I long agree. term I agree unless unless he just goes in there and makes it a fight even if, even he, loses. if he even if he does like does he really have the skill set to maintain a top position right yeah like yeah. I don't see him I don't see him taking his John Jones and dominating him nope. if he beats him it's probably because he catches him right exactly. well even if he catches him like he he gets hyped up for one more fight then there's a rematch John Jones beats him and then probably more you know, convincingly yeah, and then more. It's going to be more. Uh, you know, they're going to throw him to the wolves with other tough guys, and then you'll see consecutive losses, and then his career will be over within a year or two. <laughs> so I mean, they just they don't care long term about their fighters. They have a money printing machine, and they put these fighters on a conveyor belt. Right. And there's always a new young guy they can put they put in his place instead. They don't right. they don't care. Now you have a uh, Ben Askren, Robbie Lawler. I think Ben Askins is going to shut a lot of people up. No disrespect about Robbie Lawler, great fighter. But um, there's a lot of guys who just do not do much grappling and do much wrestling because they're uh, been enticed by this false meritocracy that if they stand and trade, they will be rewarded. So they, they get away from their roots. They get away from wrestling. They get away from grappling. And uh, when you have somebody who, who fights to win like Khabib or Ben Askren right. or myself, right. they they win easily and then people get upset and call it boring or cheap or whatever. But there's just loser talk. <laughs> no, I... I, I, I... Like, when you expect other people to, to, to play by rules that don't exist other than inside your head, you're a scrub. <laughs> one, of the, one of the biggest um, people that fall under that is Mayweather. Mayweather... Uh... Mm-hmm. Gets you know labeled as a boring fighter, but hell, he, he's fifty. If he nine. fights to win. Right, he fights exactly. to win. Right. He's made more money than anybody else. He fights to win. Exactly. Yeah. If, if, um, if everybody else fought to win, then they need to find a way to beat him. Right. I totally agree. And la- last one I'm going <laughs> to ask you about is uh, Woodley versus Usman. Um, I don't know enough about. Uh, <laughs> is it Marty from Nebraska? Marty, Marty, Marty <laughs> from Nebraska. There you go. <laughs> There you go. See, that's what I, I think. You know, I'm kind of pulling for Ben too, just because he's 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 my kind of humor. He's right. just really dry, but it's really smart. Right? Yeah, and, uh, he's witty for sure. He's he's witty. He cracks me up. He's I, witty. We went to uh, we were in D.C. to uh, um, talk to some uh, congressmen about the Ali Act, and me and Ben stayed in the room together, and he's just cracking me up. He's just a smart guy. And uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed his company. I hope he has some success here at UFC. Nice. I didn't know you but, had a um, personal relationship with him. That's awesome. And then, um, yeah, but I think I think uh, uh, um, Woodley gets it done. Yeah, I think Woodley. You know, he, he's he's got more more ability. I mean, uh, he's got he can stand. He's got power, and he can wrestle. And, and do you so, think uh, a? a a fight down the line could, if Askren strings along two, three wins, you think him and Khabib could possibly be that that match that everybody's wanting for? 
I hope they do do the 165 pound weight class. I right. think we should all shift. I think we need more weight classes. I think we, we would have more, we have enough athletes to fill the spots. There would be less severe cutting because the weight classes would be closer together. And the, and the promoters would benefit because you would have more titles. You'd have more titles to put on more cards. People like to go to cards where there's a title shot up. Right, right. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Well, well, the only that, that, the that, only people the only people dragging their feet on this is the UFC, right? And because they have their their monopoly and their power, they're able to say no, we're not going to do that. Like I, the ABC, everybody's on board with with the weight class changes. That one just doesn't make sense because you have the one thirty five, the one, the one, of course the one twenty five, one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five, and then it jumps to one seventy, and then back to mm-hmm. eighty five, and of course the heavyweights, but. Uh, or two hundred five, and of course the heavyweights. But yeah, that that one, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why. If if enough fighters, I mean Cowboy Cerrone, Kevin Lee, like you said, Askren, I'm pretty sure Khabib would fall under there. There'd be a lot of one seventy ers dropping down, yep. and a lot of one fifty five ers dropping up. So and, and I, I would have no problem moving and fighting at seventy five. Yeah, that would be a great opportunity for you as well. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I could uh, definitely see that. Now, now you uh, shifting away from MMA real quick. You just have a you have a book as well, correct? What's the book's name? Yes, Failing Upward it? Death by Ego. Uh, you can find it. You go to the website johnfitch.net, and you can pretty much find everything that I have on there. In the you can books? find my books. You can find the a link to the book, the blogs. Uh, it's Failing Upward Death by Ego. And, and it's not it's not all about MMA, of course not. It's about um, just uh, I have journals. I started keeping journals in two thousand from wrestling. And uh, this is basically me sharing my journals and writing reflections on this stuff because I'm, I'm kind of, I kind of did it for myself to uh, just process my life and things I've gone through and should have been through, uh, kind of like my own personal therapy. Right. And then I also, you know, there's a lot of good stuff in there. I think a lot of people can pull, um, pull some good information out of because there's a lot of shit that I wish I would have known when I was younger. And there's a lot of young men out there today who haven't had positive male role models or, uh, you know, uh, an appropriate level of masculinity in their life. Right. And I kind of want them to be able to see that they're not alone with some of their thoughts and feelings. Because there's a lot of shit that I found that, that everybody goes through that I thought I was the only one. Right. So quick, I'm about to bounce a scenario off for you to, to just kind of give you your advice or your two cents on what, what, what would you say to a teenager, um, probably 13, 14 years old, that's, that's getting bullied? Doesn't have a father figure in his life, and it's just not really liking school, doesn't want to go play out in the yard, just wants to stay, in, stay at the house as much as possible because he feels like he's getting bullied. He knows mm-hmm. he's different, a little bit different than the rest of the kids in the neighborhood. I mean, fo- I mean focus, focus on self because okay. high school is such a short period of time grade school is such a short period of time really when when you look at things um focus on on raising your own personal value educate yourself read read books um talk to people don't be fearless with talking to people right uh put yourself out there don't care don't be so attached to things don't be don't be attached to outcomes uh and train lift weights eat meat do jujitsu Right. You know, learn how to protect yourself. Learn, learn how to learn how to fight. Not only that, but the discipline uh, aspect too. The right? discipline of it, yeah. Teaching yourself how to how to do things, how to get things right, and and we live in an age where the internet is available to everybody. Right. 
there there are people you can find. You can find mentors. You can find people to to, to ask questions to. It, don't turn people into like a hero god or anything like that because everybody has their flaws. But you can find people who live a life that you you might you might want to live something similar to. You, you, now we live in the age of the, the internet. You can reach out and you can you can ask that person questions directly. Right, right. And I'm not too sure. Do you know a, of a fighter named Joey Beltran? I do know of Bel- Joey Beltran. Okay, he was just recently on the podcast, and he was talking about <clears throat> even the highs and lows of fighting and the highs of lows of life, and just. Mm-hmm. He was talking about mm-hmm. after a loss, he he would really want to you know want to, he would depend on drugs and alcohol because he was depressed, and after a win, he would depend on drugs and alcohol to like you know celebrate. Is there any 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 advice that you would give just any adult, not not necessarily a fighter, but just any adult that you know is struggling with, you know, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, maybe you know like you you'd mentioned uh, just talking about like relationships, just maybe cheating, you know, just different things, like any type of addiction, bad addiction that he has, and how, how do you kind of not focus on these bad, you know, peer pressure, whatever the case may be, and, again, focus mm-hmm. on yourself? Uh, I think one of the biggest things most people need to do, especially young men, is to find a mission. What is your mission? What are you doing with purpose, your life? Right. Where, where do you, yeah, what is your purpose? What right. are you trying to do with yourself? I think most people are lost because they don't have that. They don't have a purpose. Right. You know, um, find your purpose and then take on responsibilities. The more responsibilities you take on, the more meaningful your life's going to be. Right. You know, even even if you're 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 uh, you're donating your time to a homeless shelter or animal shelter or or something like that. You know, you're sacrificing your time and taking on responsibility, and that responsibility is going to help you find meaning. Um, but yeah, the mission is most important. You got to find a mission. Well, John, John Fitch, uh, we'll wrap it up. I, I know I took a little bit more of your time than I than I told you I was. I definitely oh, no apologize. Worries. But what I will tell you is, and I tell every one of our guests this: that is, as soon as you get on on wax the podcast, we support you from here to 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 the wheels fall off. We're we're definitely going to be watching the fight against Warren McDonald again. That's going to be on the zone. Everybody listening, follow. Where can we find you on social media? Um. John Fitch Smash on Instagram, uh, JohnFitch.net on uh, Twitter, um, John Fitch Smash uh, Facebook page, and official John Fitch is my YouTube. But you can find everything. Go to JohnFitch.net. You can find everything there. Um, I have a Patreon account too, patreon.com backslash John Fitch. So there's a lot of ways to get a hold of me. I got a lot of content and, and uh, stuff out there. So check it out if you get a chance. Fighting, podcast, books. This guy does it all. Follow him. His his. I, I follow you on Instagram, of course. The Instagram page is absolutely phenomenal. Again, we're we're gonna be rooting for you. We're in your corner against the Roy McDonald fight. Good luck. It's for a title, guys. It is for the Bellator MMA World Weight Title. Super excited about it. We're 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 definitely rooting for you. And uh, again, we greatly appreciate you being on the podcast. All right, man. Thank you. Thank you. Later. That, ladies and gentlemen, was John Fitch. He is a legend in MMA. Again, he has fought BJ Penn. BJ Penn. He's fought GSP. Arguably one of the best fighters of all time. Of all time, guys. He he's uh he again fought at the UFC. You know, him him and Dana White has had their own issues. 
He he's currently fighting for a belt at 41 years old. It, it gets no better, man. He he's he's a great guy. His podcast is not launched yet, but I, I'm definitely going to be listening to his podcast. I mean, everything about him, the, the YouTube, I mean, just everything. He, he's an uplifting guy. He's a very motivational guy. Um, go follow him right now on, on Instagram. I'm going to be posting, you know, several posts about him. Click his page. Follow him. You know, he's just a good guy overall. And if he's down with the On Wax community, I'm down with him for life. This is Jay Hen. You're listening to On Wax, the podcast. San Antonio, stand up. Baby!